0: Did you hear that magical little tone? I think that's telling you to pay attention. Have you ever really truly wanted to have a deeper understanding of feng shui, how to apply it in your life, how to free up your energy, your space, your time, your money, attract more to you, yet it seems a little bit complicated? Well, today my guest, Monique Castaneda, is going to clear all of that up for you. Plus, she's going to explain to us... Uh, with the feng shui view of destiny how before we came into this life that we all made a pact with heaven on what we would get out of this life and what we could do for others we've got all that and so much more for you coming right up angel heart radio programs should not be used to replace your legal or medical advice Welcome everyone to Angel Heart Radio. You are our focus. We want you to know that you matter in the world and that you're important to the world. We're here to remind you of just how valuable and needed you are right now. Help us to help others. If you like what you hear, tell your friends, post, tweet, pin, let everyone know how amazing Angel Heart Radio is. So again, welcome to Angel Heart Radio. Powered by love, Angel Heart Radio is sponsored by Angel Light 777.com. Hello, everyone, it's Anaya Joy Halili speaking to you live from Brisbane Australia where it is a beautiful new day and it is full of so many possibilities and one of those possibilities is for you to really make a connection with the energy and the principles of Feng Shui and we're going to help you do that in a much easier way than you may have done it before my guest today or maybe tonight for you is Moni Castaneda and Moni used her background as an architect and her early Asian studies in philosophy philosophy and practices to create a system for practicing and teaching feng shui that would organize the knowledge in a way that was easy to remember and apply and in fact Moni says that's one of her gifts is that she can take complex knowledge and information and break it down in a way and present it that makes it super easy for us all to follow welcome Moni
1: uh, thank you, Anaya, and thank you for inviting me. I'm really happy
0: to be here. I'm great. It's great to have you back because we've had you on the show before, Moni, when you were speaking. Uh, oh, gee, that was last year.
1: Um, you yes. we were speaking
0: about angelic feng shui, and it was fantastic, uh-huh. and um, it's great to have you back. Thank you. Moni, so let's just have a little bit of early background for you. Um, you studied as an architect. How did that lead you into feng shui?
1: Well, you know, my story of how I became an architect is really interesting, and it really ties uh, with our conversation today because we're going to be talking about destiny and uh, your life missions. You know, and a lot of times it takes us a while to figure out what our life missions are, but we get really clear signals from our inner guidance and from our spirit guides and angels uh, about what step we need to take. You know, I had graduated from high school And I was taking a year off to figure out what I wanted to do. And I thought I wanted to be a chemical engineer and go to a school in Ecuador that is similar to MIT, you know, really difficult just for very big brains and things. And um, I was uh, taking the year off so I could register the next year. And then one morning I woke up and um, sat in my bed and I heard this silent loving voice inside my head saying, register for the School of Architecture. And I had never really considered doing that, you know. But it was so insistent. And I I didn't even know where the School of Architecture was. So I remember looking for the phone book and uh, picking it up and saying, uh, you know, looking at where the address was. And then uh, I got in my truck. I had a truck by then, a yellow Mitsubishi truck. So I got in my truck and I went to the school and um, checked out, you know, registrations. And when I got there, they told me registrations closed the week before. And I have to wait till the next year. And I asked, well, is there anything I can do? And they said, well, you can apply for late registration, but it's very difficult to do. And uh, if, uh, if even we give you um, a spot, it would have to be at night. And you know, studying at night was really hard for me to do because for a variety of reasons, one of them being safety. And so I went home and I was thinking, and this is ridiculous because when I woke up, I felt this voice in my head saying, register for the school of architecture and so that night you know i was talking about it i um i was in a computer class that i was taking and um, i told one of the women who was there and this was a person who didn't even like me and i knew she didn't like me you know she um and for some reason i just started telling her what had happened that i woke up with this idea i should go register and uh, then they told me registrations were closed and so this woman you know who didn't even like me said i can help you And she had an an uncle that worked at the university. And so she asked me to meet her the next morning. And her uncle introduced me to somebody who used to work at the School of Architecture. And then she connected me with the the people who would register me at the school. And they did everything for me. They filled out my application. She composed and typed the letter that needed to go with the application. She printed it out for me. All I had to do was sign and uh, and so at that moment I knew you know when everything uh, opened up for me and when I received so much help from strangers, I knew that uh, that this was my next right step to take. And I I didn't really feel strongly that I wanted to be an architect, but I know I knew that I was being led in that direction. And so what I did is I you know I went ahead and registered, and it's in Ecuador architecture is six and a half years. And throughout my my schooling of architecture, I was guided to uh, take certain steps, make certain decisions, take particular classes that introduced me to a lot of the concepts that will help me understand feng shui better, but also that will help me, even though this this might sound a little bit arrogant, but that will help me improve feng shui, but not improve feng shui the art, but improve our Western understanding of feng shui. And so when I came to the United States and I found out I wouldn't be able to practice architecture, again, I thought, what kind of cosmic joke is this? You know, because when I came to the United (laughs) States, I was not familiar with feng shui. And so I get to the United States and and I find out I have to go to school for four or five years uh, to even just get an associate job and then work as an associate for three years to be able to take the board exams. And so... At that moment, I also knew that was not the right not the next right step for me to take. So I, I had known for sure I needed to study architecture in Ecuador, and I also knew for sure that it wasn't the right thing for me to do to study architecture at that at that moment again in the United States. And so then you know like a like you know like that series that the, the books you know a series on unfortunate events for me it was a series of fortunate events. And so like. A series of fortunate events, people uh, telling me about feng shui, people me, nudging me at the right moment to study feng shui, coming into the right books. And um, another um, story that is, I really like to tell about this is that my first feng shui book I won as a door prize. My husband and I had gone to a, a music and a healing festival, and uh, we were going to a lecture on iridology, you know, the study of the, the signs of health in the iris of the eyes. And we were late, and this was old-time show where everything had to be really, really dark. So we came in late, and somebody told us where to sit, and then a, a woman comes and taps my shoulder. And she says, are you Monica Staneda? And I said, yes. And she hands me a book, and it was a book on feng shui. And I said, why are you giving this to me? And I tried to give it back. And then she says, no, this is yours. This is yours. And uh, they had door prizes, right? And so they had all these uh, names of all the people participating in these lectures in a hat. And they had taken out a name, and it was my husband's name. And since he wasn't there, they said, okay, well, let's take out another name. And then the second name they took out was my name. And, uh, and so the people, since they were all spiritual and, and uh, very very holistic, they figured if um, they picked up the two names, the book must be meant for me. You know, So I didn't even have to buy my first Feng Shui book. And, uh, and i think That's amazing, you know
0: amazing isn't it yeah mm-hmm. that is so wonderful and you know <laughs> you said something so key then you said my next right step yeah. and i think that is really the basis of this entire show today Moni. it isn't about going in a wrong direction the right direction if i go here nothing's going to work. oh it's all going wrong sometimes it is really about knowing what the right step in the right moment is and following through like you did And that story about being tapped on the shoulder in the dark, that's fabulous. I love it.
1: Yes. uh huh. And, uh, you know, going back to this this idea of the next right step, I started in the last year, I started talking a lot more to my audience through my newsletter that I send out every Wednesday. I started talking more uh, more about destiny and life missions, and uh, some of my students, they contacted me and said, I feel so desperate. It, this is so overwhelming because, you know, um, I meditate about it and everything I do, I just can't figure out what my life mission is. And then I realize and you know, I have been uh, giving people the impression that everybody just knows what their life mission is. And that's not the case. Um, it's uh, For most people, you can only see um, everything making sense in hindsight. When you look back at your life, you know, I can tell this story. You know, the story I'm telling you is a story that is 28 years old. You know when the story started, when I first felt this idea that I should go and study architecture, and so this, uh, on hindsight, I can see how everything was designed and how everything blends together and how it's almost like a script. But um, but while I was living that, I couldn't know that and I didn't even know the term feng shui when I graduated from the School of Architecture. I just knew that my um, directive was to study architecture. And at some point, you know, I had considered, because I didn't really feel like I I wanted in my heart to be an architect. So during my third year, I had thought, well, maybe I should just quit and do something else. And then I got the very, very clear directive. I should continue on and I should graduate as an architect. And so all all these things that happen on hindsight are, are very clear, but they're not clear when they're happening to you. Would you like to hear another story that's really interesting?
0: Yeah, but before we go to it, Moni, yes. I want to really help people to really grab a hold of that. Sometimes uh-huh. it's not clear when it's happening to us. So uh, often we get that sense, don't we? Or I know I have many times, and I probably will again, you know, at any mm-hmm. given moment, that maybe I'm going in the wrong direction. But really what's happening is I just need to stand still and let everything settle around me because when I'm caught up in my mind about what I think I should be doing, sometimes I'm not picking up on those subtle cues that the universe is sending to me. You know, mm-hmm. so when you're sitting sitting, in that, uh, in, sitting there that night in the dark when someone tapped you on the shoulder, you wanted to give that book back. Yet you were shown, you allowed yourself to go with the fact that, hey, this is actually for me. I haven't made wrong choices about all these years that I've studied. Yes. Uh-huh. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, what's the next story? And then we're going oh, the to start ne- talking next about story. destiny. Yeah, the next story is, then, um, and then we'll uh, start talking about, and then we'll have a talk about um, the feng shui view of destiny because that's so fascinating sure. and I know people yeah. are really wanting to hear about that. Okay?
1: Yes, and you know, like uh, most people that have been introduced to feng shui, they know feng shui is the art of placement, or the art of space arrangement. And, uh, but a lot of people think that the objective of feng shui is to do something in the space, and the space is actually just a tool that we use in order to produce changes in a person's life. And so that's important and there to make that distinction. you know. And there's, um, there's two main branches of feng shui, and uh, most people, their association they have with feng shui is uh, the branch that is called the compass school of feng shui, which is mostly uh, based on numerology and astrology. And, uh, you know, they use a magnetic compass and they uh, they figure out the direction that the house is facing. And then based on the birth rate of the person, they uh, figure out and they make a calculation to determine what directions are positive for the person and what directions are negative for the person. And they actually do very little with the space. You know, it's mostly numerology and astrology. And the oldest school of um, feng shui, the oldest branch of feng shui, which is the one I follow, is a feng shui um, form school. And this is my introduction to the next story that I want to tell you. Because at some point, when I first started studying feng shui, and uh, people had already asked me for consultations and uh, lectures and workshops, and uh, you know, people were asking me to do really early things that I didn't feel that I was ready to do. And, but the, the requests were so strong, and, you know, and I tried to tell people, you know, just like with the book, when I was trying to give the book back to the person that tapped me on the shoulder, um, people were saying, you know, do a consultation for me, and I was trying to uh, give that back and say, no, I'm not ready to do consultations. And so, and, and people kept insisting, you know, no, I want you to do a consultation for me. And I kept going back and forth trying to figure out if I should do form school or if I should do Compass school or somehow try to combine them, right? And so at the time when I started studying feng shui, the most prominent uh, school that practiced form school in the United States was the Black Hat School of Feng Shui. And so one time I was driving to a consultation, and I lived in Mississippi, and we were in what is called a linear city, where the whole city, you know, like you have like 50 miles of city, Along the beach, but the city ends one or two miles away from the ocean. And so I was uh, on the interstate, you know, like where the city had already ended, and I was driving there. And all of a sudden, I hear this loving voice again, and this voice tells me, Go down this road to the beach. And at some point, I needed to know there were three different roads I could take to get back to the beach. And so my angels and my guides say you know take this road and so I took that road and I had my eyes and my ears open trying to look for any signs of any important messages and uh, there was nothing on it and the road was about a mile long and when I was about three blocks from the, I could already see the beach you know coming up and uh, I was three blocks away from the highway from highway 90 that's right on the beach and uh, and I said to myself it was um I was wrong. It wasn't really a message for me. It was just um, some imagination, right? And so, as I'm about uh, to take the turn to get on the highway, just probably 10 yards from the corner, um, a senior man turns the corner and he's wearing a black hat. And this is not, this was <laughs> the middle of summer. It was about 95 degrees outside. And this was a winter hat, and it was too small for the head of the man. And so it was such unique and, and so weird, you know, that I I was like, what is this? You know, is this, is this my message? And then he looks me in the eye and points at me with, with his index finger and says, I mean, I don't know what he said, but it looked like he was saying you. And um, and that was, you know, that, that was my message that I needed to go more along wow. the lines of the black hat school of feng shui rather than compass school. And so that's, a, that's that another is story. So Isn't that, you know, like, it's, I was like, was that an angel? You know, <laughs> what happened? What just happened here? Because it was uh, such a unique thing to happen. It was such a. It and particular really to you,
0: sometimes we get that yes. really, we think, oh, no, I've, I've, it's my imagination. I mean how many times has that happened to, to me, to you, to anyone listening? Yet the yes. universe, the angels, our guides have a way, if we're willing to follow through, they have a way of helping us to connect with the messages that are really being sent for us and yes. the guidance and the support because you can't get any clearer than a man in a black hat pointing at you.
1: Pointing at, um, at, at me, right you know, looking at at me in the eye and pointing at me. Yeah. And you know, another yes, thing that right. I want to share right now, there's messages all the time. And so right now I just can mm, really message. are. When I went to yep. the, the window, you know, the blog talk radio window where you can have a chat with people. I wanted to see, you know, who's attending. And I was given the name, the automatic name, Guest 1512. And the number one five one two has a special significance for me, and it's ah. a significance, yes. And I was just given that number; it's a, it's a completely random thing, right? And uh, I looked at that, and first I thought, oh, you know, what a coincidence that somebody has that number. And then I realized that's my number. <laughs> that's the number I have been assigned right now, <laughs> and it's a it's a number that's significant to me. You know, so I have um I have been uh, had a I've been worried about something in the last week. You know, I've been uh, working on myself, clearing myself, but uh, these worries seem to pop pop up all the time, right? And uh, so this is a message for me to not be worried about that. Exactly. And and
0: these messages are really powerful if we allow them to be. So, Moni, I... Really want to talk now about the contract that or the pact that we've made with heaven before we've come into this life about mm-hmm. what we would get out of life and what we would do for others according to the sanctuary view of things. Can you help us give us some brief outlines about? How that works, what it means for us, what it means for to me, me, what it means for you. But before we go ahead with that, I want to give people your website and welcome everyone in the chat room. It's great to have you with us. Thank you so much for joining us. And to check out Money's website, if you go to nine, no, that's not right. Uh, what website do you want them to go to, Money? Thanks, <laughs> yeah. a... for us.com. Thanks, for us.com. You know,
1: being a Gemini, I can never just have one website. <laughs> <laughs> but probably the best oh, I one is get the one <laughs> I've,
0: I've I've got a, I've got a Gemini rising I totally hear what you're saying yeah, I
1: totally hear you what know, you're and, saying and So Fengshui so for easy. us
0: dot com
1: the Fengshui for so uscom is my main website but my new okay. website is uh, nine steps and the nine spelled out not the number right nine steps yep. to shui dot com nine steps okay to, feng shui.com and that's probably the best that's one because that's fun. where I have my blog so people can actually search for any subject that interested them in feng shui there's a search box at the top right of the page and, and then they can search for um, whatever information they're looking for but also when they go to that website there's a pop up screen that gives people some free information a free bagua map and a life area test that I think every person in the world should take
0: Okay, great. So and I know there's also
1: website, uh,
0: courses there. Yeah? Yep, there's courses there, including a free course people can take with you. There's a lot of information. So go and check that out, everyone. But right now, let's get into the real heart yeah. of this show today. And that really is about um, people have got a lot of questions about destiny, about their pact with heaven, their contracts, their life purpose, yeah, what they're doing is- here. This is really where I want to go right now. Yeah.
1: This is just so fascinating. And I, first I want to share where this information comes from. Feng Shui, the, the, theoric, the theory of Feng Shui, the basis of Feng Shui, is the same theory for acupuncture, chi, Chinese herbalism, Tai Chi, martial arts, even painting and floral arrangement. know, it, it all uses the same concepts. And so, when I first got introduced to feng shui, and I saw that there was so much confusion, um, I um, enlisted the help of an acupuncturist to help me understand all these principles. And my my idea was that everything that worked for the home would probably, I mean, for the body would also probably work for the home. So part of this information came to me from a friend of mine who's an acupuncturist, and she lives abroad, and, but also from other friends. You know, since I wrote my first book on feng shui. Um, I have met other acupuncturists and uh, practitioners of medical Qigong, Tai Chi masters. And so this information I have gathered from different sources. But some of me has also noted that the details that were missing were given to me by my spiritual guides and angels. And it remind me to tell you a little bit more about my spiritual guides that want to. Want to be shown off today (laughs) but first you know this idea of destiny in uh, in feng shui we believe that you exist before you come into the body and of course if you are familiar with asian culture most people in asia they do believe that they have lived before that they have passed that they have had past lives and that they will have future lifetimes and so this idea that you existed before this lifetime is not anything new or strange or different right but the idea is that before you come into life, you make a pact with heaven. And so, one uh, uh, basic concept here is that life is not free, that you don't come here for free, you know, you don't just come here to do whatever you want, but that you come here with work to do. And in exchange for that, you get so much more than what you put into it, right? So, it's. Um, You have to pay, in a a sense, you have to pay to be here, but the payment you make is very little in comparison to everything that you do, that you get, right? And so in in this pact or contract with heaven, there's a combination of different things. First is the things that you want to accomplish as a spiritual being. So it may be that in a previous lifetime, there was something that you didn't do so well, and you would like to have another try. For example, It may be that uh, you were in business, but you uh, went into bankruptcy in another lifetime. And in this lifetime, you want to have a successful business. And uh, it also includes things that you want to develop as a person. For example, it may be that in another lifetime, you were not a very compassionate person. And in this lifetime, you really would like to develop your compassion. And... It includes things that you need to do for other people. For example, and this is usually your closest relationships who you need to be to your parents as a daughter or as a son, who you need to be to your siblings, who you need to be to your spouse, who you need to be towards your children. And sometimes it also includes co workers, bosses, and different types of relationships. And it's also temporary relationships. Sometimes this may um, include. Failed relationships in past lifetimes, you know, like karmic relationships where you had a a disagreement or something that was not resolved with another person in another lifetime. So that person in this lifetime wants uh, to get together with you and um, and have that relationship uh, with you so that you can sort things out. And then there are other things that you're asked to do uh, for groups, you know, either for your community where you live, it may be for your country, it may be for your ethnicity, it may be for your nationality. And some people have life missions that have to do with uh, humanity, you know, with people all over the world. And so you, um, you have things you want to achieve for yourself. You, ha- you have this personal agenda and you have things that you want to enjoy for yourself. And then there's things that you're asked to do for other people, and then there's the things that spirit wants you to do, that heaven wants you to do for humanity. And that many times includes downloading information. It may include writing a book or doing a, getting a, a special profession to help others and things like that. And so all of these things are combined and are taken into consideration when people um, come into life. So the gen, your gender your ethnicity your um, the religion that your parents practice the language that is spoken at home the language that is spoken in the mostly in the country where you live the the members of the extended family the type of neighborhood you live in also a big one is how much money your parents have and what social class you are born into that and um, that plays a huge role into uh, your destiny, and so this uh, this uh, choosing of everything here gives you a direction, you know, which is your vector. But and so the, all this combination of the circumstances of your birth is what we know in Feng Shui as your seed. A seed is created to try and give you the best chance at being successful in what you came to do for yourself and what you have been asked to do for others and for humanity. And so the the beauty of this seed is that the seed continues to change over time. And so if uh, if circumstances change around you that are taking you away from your life mission, things happen around you. You get introduced to a book. You get introduced to a person. Sometimes it means you have to move to another country. But things around you move so that you can go back to um, to follow in your path, you know, to the, taking that next right step for you at every point, and um, and so when you are doing this, the, there's still chance for um su- there's a chance for success, and there's also there's also a chance that you might not be successful. So you are given everything you need, but when you come here, you have free will. So sometimes a person uses their free will to go against their mission. And things really go better when you align your actions and your own will with uh, the will of heaven. Because, you know, like, I know when I was younger, I had a lot of resistance to this idea of destiny or this idea of following God's will. And part of that was because I did not understand that God's will is my will and my will is God's will. Because God and I agreed to the circumstances of my life before I came in. Right? And, and so,
0: Moni, that makes yeah. absolute perfect sense. Let's just focus on that for a minute because yeah. um, particularly when I look at um, social media and things like that because I'm very active on social media, Um uh-huh. At the moment particularly with everything that's going on And I don't want to go into the political um, <laughs> t- topic at the moment But looking at everything that's going on And there's quite a bit of fear around So people yes. are often feeling that there things are happening That they have no control over So when we come back to that point that you've brought forward That if we've made an agreement If we mm-hmm. have made a pact of some kind With God, Creator Whatever term that people use, before we've entered into this thing we call life, then uh-huh. therefore our wills are really one. That's a very empowering and very positive and important yes. point. I feel. Yes, and, and because, Helen in the yeah. Helen in the chat room saying that her word for the year is balance, <laughs> which yeah, is what we're talking yeah. about today: how to balance that's everything. A, that's a
1: really good so, word, you know. Yeah, go on. It's
0: a great word. So, so coming back to, um, and thanks for that, Helen. So coming back to having this, um, it, it's not a sense of control because as a Gemini, we both know that you know we love to have control over things, but we don't actually have any control in that broader sense as a, as a person. But when we look at the ultimate control that we've really expressed by choosing to come in to this life with these mm-hmm. people in this neighborhood speaking this language there's a very deep sense of uh, powerful foundational work going on for me
1: Mm -hmm. yes and we all chose to be here at this time and you were mentioning the political climate right every person that is in the world right now they chose to be here at a a time when this was possible right and so you have to look Mm. i always tell my clients and my students you have to look at the timing with as much um, interest as to what has happened. You know, it's not just the event, but it's the timing of the event. And so if you see a politician on TV or if you read an article and that makes you angry, you can look inside and say, okay, why is this making me angry, right? Because it's not something that is actually affecting you personally directly. You know, most of the time it's not. And so then sometimes it's because that person reminds you of somebody else. And so the political circumstances right now may be a blessing in disguise for you, because they give you the opportunity to review that relationship where maybe you had to interact with a bully, where maybe you had to, um, you felt helpless, uh, overwhelmed, yeah. and um, in the in the face of authority. You know, when you have an authoritarian in power, and when people are yes. committing abuses, you know, and that bothers you a, a lot, that gives you the opportunity. Of review the relationships that you have had where authoritarianism was an issue or where bullying was an issue. And then so so you can use, you know, like even a politician you can't love at all is uh, a person that can serve you, get on your path. So you can ask the question, okay, you know, why, why does this bother me so much? What feelings are rising in me because of this? You know, And if I feel anger, where can I put that anger? Where can I put that anger to work? Anger can be like gasoline, you know? If you feel that anger, you know, that anger can be the fuel for something constructive. And the thing, too, for me,
0: Moni, is um, looking at things that are happening around the world. If we look far enough back in the history, the recorded history... Uh, mm-hmm. what I see and what a lot of people see is that it's like the pendulum swinging. We seem to go from one end of the scale all the way to the other before balance comes into being, before we have more harmony and balance. So things that are happening right now, instead of being perhaps um, feeling afraid about it, perhaps we can use our energy, well I know we can, we can use our positive, powerful energy and direct it towards being a balanced, because, hey, when we're balanced, we help create balanced families. Balanced mm-hmm. families help create balanced communities, and balanced communities mm-hmm. help create balanced nations, which, of course, help create a balanced world. We have to be very mindful, I feel, of what we're doing with our attention and our energy. What are we intending to experience yeah. and to do? We're far and more we're- powerful than we realize, aren't we?
1: Yeah. And what, what you said before, you know, is actually part of Taoism, which, is, uh, which also shares the same uh, um, original theoretic uh, uh, stone, um, I don't know how to say, like or, origin or source. You know, it, it shares the same theoretical yeah. source as uh, Feng Shui. And uh, in Taoism, they say, you know, you have to have peace in your heart and that will create peace in your family, and peace in your family will create peace in your community, and that will create peace in the nation and peace in the whole world. And I'm paraphrasing, right? But uh, one of the yeah. things but, that you but always hey, have control if we control look at that, of,
0: before, mm-hmm. before we move past that point, let's just focus on that just for a second, and then we'll go to yeah. a break and then we'll come back. Um, so but let's just say, everybody, think about a time... Um, could be a small time, could be a long time, when there's been disharmony in your family. People have been angry, upset, yelling, mm-hmm. not wanting to talk to each other. We can see what that feels like and the effects that it has. Now, come back to a time, it can even just be for a few minutes, where suddenly all the pieces just seem to fall into place. People were opening up, communicating with each other. You just feel felt good and you took that into your family maybe it was a conversation around the dinner table we can so clearly see Moni, can't we that whatever we put out Mm -hmm. we experience very very quickly sometimes it's longer but we definitely experience the harmony when we feel in harmony ourselves that's a good point to go to on the break so we'll go to a break everyone and then Mm -hmm. we will be right back You're listening to another fabulous program on Angel Heart Radio, sponsored by angellight777.com. There is so much more to this magnificent world than meets the eye. You are already connected to your angels. There are messages waiting for you. You are loved. Visit angellight777.com, follow your intuition and choose one of the three methods to receive the angels' guidance for you. AngelLight777.com The angels have a lot to say to you there. I'd like to extend an invitation to you to come join us on Facebook facebook.com forward slash angel Heart radio come and post something something that inspires you or just to say hello we'd love to see you there it's a community of beautiful souls sharing with each other and of course we share lots of beautiful inspiration and the show links as well facebook.com forward slash angel Heart radio please come join us money coming back to the point you wanted to make before I just had that urge to just share that little um, moment that teaching moment isn't it to remember what it's like to be in balance and flow and harmony and how that really has a knock-on effect so quickly Um, and sometimes for uh, quite permanently within our family structure
1: yeah, and uh, what I, the point I wanted to make is that uh, we always have control over something. You know, you may not have control what happens at a world level. You may not have control over what happens at a national level, but you always have control over what happens in your heart, and you always have control over what happens in your home. And uh, feng shui is one of the ways that you can create more harmony at home. And it's, it's really, you know, it's, it's a fantastic tool. And it's, um, you know, most healing comes from the inside out. But feng shui is uh, remarkable in that you can actually generate healing from the outside in, and it's really that's easy, a you know? really
0: big that's, that's a great point, isn't it? Because um, I hadn't actually really got that before until you said that. It really is about mm-hmm. having that sense of I can do something in my own physical environment that's going to create harmony and healing. For myself and my family and my business, that's brilliant.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. and so when when you have harmony and when you have security and love at home, then everything else is easier and to to deal with, right? But even the things um, that happen in the world that are not of your liking, I have been seeing a lot of um, disharmony and this harmony and these dash is in you know, on my Facebook feed. From friends, you know, like some people are hating on Muslims and some people are hating on the people who are hating on Muslims and they're just re- reproducing the hate, right? And one of the things, you know, one of the posts I have put on my page that got a lot of attention was, I don't care who you feel hate for. If you feel hatred, that hatred is in your heart and it's yours to deal with, you know? Mm. it's, it's, not, it's yep. Other people are not causing you to hate, that hatred is there, and, and the people that you think are causing that hate, they're just tearing it up. And if a person feels, you know, you have to start with your heart. You have to start with your heart and purify the feelings and the emotions in your heart and so that you can uh, confront the world, you know, like really being the change starts with your heart.
0: It really truly does because there's no other place That we go to when we really, when I think about living life here, my happiest moments, my most peaceful moments are the moments not when I'm experiencing outside of myself, but when I'm experiencing that love and peace in my heart and in fact I mean just looking at the photo on your timeline of yourself and your mm-hmm. family that's what it's about isn't it it's that sense of connectedness from our heart to other hearts
1: yes and you know like if you're talking about the picture of my family you know that you know if anybody wants to friend me on Facebook and you know, look for Monica Castaneda, and uh, you will look at, at, at that photo you know we uh, we look happy because we are happy and I was raised in a very unhappy family, but you get two chances at family. And so the, the first chance you get you don't have much say in what happens. But your second chance of family is your doing, you know. And you can never use this um as a um as a justification of saying, Oh, I was a really I was very abused as a child so now I um, I get this um permission to be rude to others or to be a drama queen, you know, or or to always be um, wanting attention and asking other people to do things for me, you know. And so part of it is just um, assuming responsibility for your life. And one of the the centers, you know, I'm also a a chef of microbiotics cooking, and when I was studying at the the microbiotics center, they used to say, anything that happened in your life after 21 years old is your responsibility. Do you know yes. you you can't it makes you're sense content.
0: too. Yeah. It does make a lot of sense. Yeah. You've you've come to that point in your life where, you know, we think, well, we think we're growing up at 14. <laughs> I thought, you know, I thought when <laughs> I was 16, I thought, when I turned 16, I'm going to be so worldly and so sophisticated and my life's going to be so amazing, you know. Uh-huh. And then when I got to 16, I thought, well, when I turn 18, um, and it went on and on. And looking back now, I can truly see that what you're saying is quite correct. By the time I turned 21, I really did have a lot of opportunities to create for myself the life Mm -hmm. I truly wanted to experience.
1: Yes, yeah. And so, you know, like, one of the reasons Feng Shui is uh, so powerful and uh, is so trustworthy is because the things that we're saying... You no, know, people may be listening up to this point to our conversation here and thinking, "Oh, that's a nice concept, but that's some—that's just somebody's idea." You know, what's the proof of that? And I wanted to know that too. When I was, was first uh, developing the nine steps to Feng Shui system, which is at the heart of all of my books and all of my courses and my consultations, I um, when when I was developing that, you know, I wasn't. Uh, sure of many things and I would uh, keep calling my friend who lives abroad and is an acupuncturist and I kept asking her hey you know how do you interpret this what do you think about this and I remember one time talking about the life mission and I was thinking well that is a really nice concept that you come to life with life missions you know but what's the proof and she told me well the proof is in the body and I asked her what do you mean it's in the body and she said when a person strays too far from their past, they start developing um, a series of symptoms and illnesses. So uh, an acupuncturist that is trained in these kinds of things, if they see these symptoms happening in this person's life, they're going to say, they're going to check, you know, and find out what's going on. And many times is the person is disconnected from their destiny. They have used their free will in a way that separates them from heaven Instead of uniting them from heaven and there's actually you know she she told me she has the protocol, but since then I have talked with other acupuncturists and there's actually several protocols that an acupuncturist that is trained in these things can use on a person to make them get back to um, to their path and when they get back to their path, the symptoms go away and so that to me was you know really really interesting that it could actually be in the body and a lot of the, mm. the things you know, that my friend has shared with me, she she comes from a very ancient uh, school where they're meant to keep a lot of secrets, you know, so that she couldn't give me details. She couldn't tell me, you know, exactly what are the points that an acupuncturist would activate to get a person back to their path. So she couldn't share that with me, you know, but even the concept is so interesting that it's in your body. Yeah, And, so, you and it makes that a lot of sense, it?
0: doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It makes a lot of sense. We look around and I mean, certainly when I look at my own experience and I look at the times in my life where I have been struggling, for example, my body reacts very, very quickly. You know, uh-huh. you overwork yourself. You don't even have to do it for long before our bodies start saying, no, this is mm-hmm. not good for me. I choose something different and the longer we ignore it, the more severe our, you know, our bodies react so I think this is yes. a really good time to remind people about your website, and they can read your blog as well, which I'm just actually yes. been scrolling through. And there's got some. I've just got a, some. There's some great <laughs> topics on here, and yes. there's one that really jumps out. Uh, jumps out at me, and I tell you what, I'd love to get you back and do a show on this one. Stay which clear one from it? distorted ideas about sex. Feng, feng shui oh, for love. That yeah. that's, a, that's, that's actually... a brilliant
1: topic. That's actually part it's one of a series. Um, it's part of a series of articles okay. that I have been writing. You know, in a, with um, Saint Valentine's approaching, I have been writing a series of articles on love that I really interested. So I'll send you the, the links so you can explore that more. But, uh, All right,
0: we'll do yeah. that. Hey, let's see if we can do that uh, pretty quickly. You know, so Valentine's Day is coming up. That's a great time. But Helen Harris in the chat room is saying uh, when we were talking about it, our bodies, she's saying that yeah. she's experienced the same thing and acupuncture sorted out an eight-year problem in two months. Boom. That's amazing. There you go. Yeah. You know,
1: it's just it? understanding the body as an expression of our spirit because in, in Feng Shui we believe we are two-part souls. So part of our soul is our spirit, you know, our spirit that has lived previous lifetimes and comes with all this wisdom and all this knowledge from being so wise from so many lifetimes, right? And then the the gifts from the planet, the gift from the earth is the body. So when you put a spirit inside of the body, that's when you have a, a human soul, right? And so you have to to pay attention to the both parts, you know, you have to pay attention to your spiritual needs, and you also have to pay attention to your physical needs, because here is one crucial difference between this this, uh, philosophy of life that is behind feng shui and many other views of life in the world. You are expected to fulfill your life mission in a state of happiness, not from a state of sacrifice. Because there's other there's other teachings that tell you, well, you have a mission, and that's the most important thing for you to do, and you have to um, set everything aside and you have to sacrifice everything in order to achieve that mission. But actually, the seed that is given to you in your pack with heaven is to ensure that you fulfill your life mission from a place of happiness and health. And I think that's a crucial and super important uh, difference, you know? And so I wanted to, to share with you that where things live in the body, you know, like the, the life mission in the body, And if you are not following your life mission, then there are certain um, illnesses that will develop in the body. But there's also other things that are related. And so, for example, in feng shui, it is believed, and in Chinese medicine, it's believed that free will lives in the kidneys. And so when a person has, um, has trouble expressing their will, they would have a weak will, right? And, and acupuncturists would look at what's happening with the kidneys. And uh, okay. the um, benevolence or compassion resides in the liver. And uh, so when a person is lacking in compassion, they would look at, okay, what's happening with that person's liver? You know, and I, uh, it, the thought just came to mind, you know, some of our politicians maybe are, have um, problems with their livers. and and that's why they show the, the total disconnection uh, with the suffering of others, the total disconnection from benevolence yep. and compassion, right? And also in uh, in Chinese medicine, it is believed that your spiritual, the spiritual being that you are, has to reduce its vibration to be able to inhabit the body, right? And uh, but there's one place that your spirit resides in its unadulterated form, and that is the hollow spaces of the heart in the hollow spaces of your heart you live in your um, in your splendor as a spiritual being and so when we say in Feng show, you have to check that with your heart or you have to listen to your heart what we're really saying is you have to listen to spirit you know and the expression yeah. of spirit that is in your heart and so that's also very important to remember you know and that and so, makes
0: perfect sense, doesn't it, Moni? That yeah. makes really clear, yeah. simple sense. When we think about the times in our lives where perhaps we've gone with our head, and my head might be saying, you know, don't forgive them. They, they shouldn't have done that. They had no right. That was really mean, for example. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I went through this myself, and I ended up with, the most chronic case of terrible sinus for nearly two years um, Mm. that was so dreadful and had such a deep impact on my health and really it only started to clear up when I was willing to get to the point when I started to really ask myself okay Anaya, what's really getting up your nose? Who are you really angry with? And I traced it back, 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 back. wasn't yeah. the person that, you know, and I really had to come back to my... And really, at the end of the day, the person I was really angry with was myself. Yeah. Because I'd allowed behavior in my life from other people that didn't feel harmonious and it didn't feel um, loving. But at the end of the day, no one did anything that I didn't, you know, in inverted commas, mm-hmm. put up with, i.e. allow, so what you're yes. saying makes absolute sense and it, it, it brings, coming back to a loving place that those loving chambers of our hearts, that vibration has the, uh, the the capacity, if we tap into it and really connect with it, to begin to change the frequency of so much in our lives and in our bodies.
1: Yes, yeah, and so th- this idea that we were designed from before we were born, we didn't there- We were designed to be happy and healthy as we take that next right step and uh, that is going to create this uh, path for us that at the end of our lives we're going to look back and say, well, it all makes sense and that you're going to feel satisfied with the things that you did. And also it's important for people to recognize that they are important. They are important. They came here to do something and they came here to be somebody for somebody. You know what I mean? So they came Mm, here to be somebody's brother, to be somebody's sister, to be somebody's friend. And they're important. They're important in themselves because they're a spiritual being, but they're also important for other people. And um, if if any person listening to this program thinks about it, they're going to see if they were not here, other people would suffer. Right? And so... If you think about what it is that you do, that people would miss if you all of a sudden dropped your body and left this plane, right? That can give you certain clues as to what your life mission is. And uh, because it's ah, that it,
0: that okay, so let's let's a, stop right there. I want to back up. I yeah. want to back up. That was so good what you just said. Can you say that again, please? Yes. About, you
1: know, if, if, we think think out, about if we drop that, if we how dropped off the planet about, right now. And mm-hmm. think about the people for whom you are important, right? And think about those people. What would happen to those people if you were not here anymore? Why would those people be missing? And that's going to give you a very good clue of what, what you came to do and what your life mission is. That is, you know, the things that you do for those people that would just be missing if you weren't here.
0: Mm. So that's not to confuse um, rescuing behavior or people-pleasing, of course,
1: but it is to
0: say, but I love that. That really shows us what is the energy we are embodying that is our gift to the world via the loving chambers of our heart.
1: Yes, and and
0: think about... And and our loving
1: action. And think about the little things too, you know, like the little things. Like if I think about myself, if I was missing here... um, who would cook for my kids, for example, right? My, I mean, my husband is a very responsible person, a really good father, but my kids would not eat as delicious foods as I prepare them. <laughs> you know, be simpler foods. <laughs> and, uh, they wouldn't get the hugs and they wouldn't get the kisses and they wouldn't get the conversations. And there's uh, all these little things I do for them that create the happiness in their lives, you know, because they're children. Yeah, so they're you are kids. a nurturer. You
0: yeah. nurture yeah. your children through conversation food, a harmony in the house, creating a loving space for them to simply sit and c- connect with you
1: mm-hmm. and yeah, have that's lovely. And so all these little things, these, these little pragmatic things we do for other people, that's a very good place to start and then you can expand to your profession, you know if you weren't here, who would fill this space, you know, there's like this, this huge void and all the information that Angel Heart Radio is providing would not be there and so people would be left to, you know, to try and find, you know, maybe a book here, maybe a conversation over there, and try to put things together, all these things together that you are putting together for them. And then, you know, like in it's my case, it's very true, actually, Moni.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. it's very true because there's
1: been so, oh, I've had so much mail over the
0: years about how people just stumbled on a show at just the right moment, and we happened yes. to be talking about mm-hmm. exactly the right thing. It's that. That It keeps coming back, doesn't it, to that universal support that is there for all of us if we are prepared to take the action steps, which you've been speaking about all through the program, the action mm-hmm. steps imbued with love and pay attention to the universal signs. Like you said, you keep your eyes and your ears open and your heart open to notice the signs that are being shown to you.
1: Yes. And, uh, you know, the... Um some of the things that I have done, you know, like bringing now this to me and to my my work in the world, if I wasn't here, if I hadn't written seven uh, feng shui textbooks, if I hadn't created these courses, if I wasn't training consultants, there would be a big void in feng shui because my mission is to take the confusion out of feng shui. And so I have spent uh, 18 years doing this. You know, so like any other person that wanted to do this, they don't have to do that. You know, they can just get the... The finished product in the books that I have written or they can take the courses I have put together and that's going to save a lot of people a lot of time and you know, like having this understanding. For example, the things that that I'm sharing with you today, there's no other feng shui consultant that is sharing these things. And so you have to look at those things and you have to look, you know, it's like um, you have to be able to toot your own horn from a place of humility if that makes any sense. It makes all the know.
0: sense in the world because at yeah. the same
1: time what we're doing then
0: is we are embodying the acceptance of what it is we are truly doing in the world, the good, wonderful things we are doing and bringing forward. It's important to embody that and to accept that. Like you say, to, to, to toot your own horn with humility. That's a brilliant quote if ever I've heard yes, one. Yes, right.
1: <laughs> that's a tweetable. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, I love because it.
1: a lot of light workers, a lot of healers, they don't are uh, consultants, uh, coaches. They they feel awkward about putting their own horn, right? But if you do not, if you don't speak the good about you and about your work, many times it remains uh, remains unspoken. Because a lot of uh, in our world today, you know, a lot of light workers and healers, they are uh, solopreneurs they don't have a team, you know, they don't have a PR department, they don't have a marketing department. And so if they're not able to tell the world about the good things they do, those things remain unsaid. And when those things remain unsaid, you're not filling up the void that you're supposed to be filling.
0: It's very true, because you've just described me.
1: I don't yeah. have a marketing department.
0: I'm a one. I'm a one-woman show at yeah. this point in time. Um, and you're right. So it, it's very important. And I've had to learn that, Moni. I've had to learn how to talk about the good things that I do and share those with people. Um, with humility, and it took me a long time to find mm-hmm. the balance in that, and to understand that the more I am able to do that, the more I'm a, I'm also a role model for other people, so that they can see that it's possible for them to do it as well.
1: Yes, yeah, and also you know to stay, mm. you know, somebody has commented in the chat about the signs. It's, it's so important to stay alert and to listen because heaven is always wanting to be in touch with you. The more you connect to heaven, the happier heaven is, and the easier things are for you. And, and, you know, sometimes these messages give you the trust. I took, um, at the end of last year, I took a big risk. And as a consequence of that big risk that I took, I'm experiencing some uh, um, density and some scarcity right now, right? Because I I made an investment. And... um, And so because I made that investment, I'm feeling like some uh, financial um, monetary constriction right now. And and so the message that I got, you know, I was telling you before, the 1512, that is a number, you know, that's the four last numbers of one of my debit cards that is associated to my bank account for my business.
0: Ah,
1: of course, being a Gemini, I have a number of uh, bank accounts and a number of (laughs) each of my accounts has more than one card. And so but this is the card that has been consistent ever since I moved over 10 years ago to Tennessee. I have had this same card associated to my business feng shui account. Right. And so I'm doing this. And uh, and because I took this risk, you know, so like um, let me veer a little bit here, you know, in feng shui. In um, the nice steps to feng shui, I make a difference between career and money and wealth and prosperity because yep. wealth it represents investments and career is connected with it, your cash flow, right? So many times when yep. you make a big So right there,
0: we've got we've got about four shows
1: right there. <laughs> yeah, right? You know, We could talk so well, much about money, you know, down, but… Actually, yeah, when you make a good investment, in you, then yeah. you are lower on cash, right? So that's what I did. I made a big investment at the end of uh, last year. I took a leap of faith. And at the moment, you know, I feel that constriction. Nothing is not getting paid. You know, everything is flowing as usual. My business is in a good place. But I can I can feel the constriction because, you know, the numbers in my bank account are not as big as they were three months ago, Right. And so, and, and I've been feeling like, okay, am I taking the right steps? And I'm, am I doing the right things? Is there anything I need to be changing? And so this little number, you know, that came up on, on the chat box where I was assigned the number 1512, right? When I was assigned that number, that means something to me. And it's a message from angels, you know, because I'm an angel heart radio. I'm a, um, it's a message for me that things are, are okay and I need not worry. At least that's how I interpret yeah. it, you know. And I don't know, I just... So so strongly, I should share this, even though my uh, the left side of my brain was, don't get into that, right? But I feel like yeah. I should, uh, yeah, because you are also, you know, like a lot of healers and life workers and consultants, they think they shouldn't charge, or they should give everybody a break, or they should do a lot of pro bono, and they don't accept money. And money is uh, is work, you know, money is a representation of human work. And so that, I know that's also and not a only that And not
0: only that, so if people don't accept money, and then we, we'll have to wrap up the show. We need to come back and do a yeah. show on this. If we don't accept yeah. money for our services, okay, so therefore um, what if we need to you know, pay for rent, the phone, a car, insurance, all of those things that may be connected directly to what we do, um, that's yeah. not even mentioning our own personal needs. So really what we're doing is shutting the door on our own personal Potential to fulfil the mission that we came here to do, um, uh-huh. and I, it's it's time sort of wake up about that. There's nothing wrong, and it's, in fact, it's a very healthy thing to really work with the flow and the energy and the loving connection that we can have with the money in our in our world as well. Yes,
1: and uh, and understand that heaven wants you to be happy and and uh, have good cash flow <laughs> for your needs. You know.
0: But heaven wants you to grow
1: your wealth and Heaven wants you to be comfortable. Absolutely. Because the, more, the Absolutely. more comfortable you are, the more able you are to fulfill your mission. That's exactly right.
0: Monica Castaneda, we have had another great discussion with you today and there's about 57 shows that I could do with you, I'm sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I'm very, oh, very, I would, love, very keen. I would love
0: to come back, yes. Fantastic. i very keen, especially to do that show, Stay Clear from Distorted Ideas About Sex and feng shui for love because that's a big part of our lives and it's a part of our lives that often doesn't get discussed in a healthy loving way so let's arrange Mm -hmm, for Mm that yeah that'd be awesome
1: thanks
0: thanks again Moni
1: thank you
0: I'll be in touch soon thanks bye for now and
1: blessings. bye bye
0: and everybody you can get in touch with (coughs) Moni excuse me very easily nine steps for you will find money on facebook you'll find her links on the show page for today's program and if after all that you find you're not getting in touch with her as easily as you'd like to get in touch with me and i'll connect you up thanks so much everyone it's been lovely having you in the chat room it's been lovely having your company and whether you are listening now Live, or whether you're listening at some point in the future, everything that we've said today is really relevant and topical for you as well. And my parting message, as always, is to be kind to you and take good care of you because you matter in the world, and what you do makes. A difference. We've got lots on angelheartradio.com for you. Come and check it out and all the links for the Archangel series are easily available on my website, angellight777.com. Lots of love everyone. You've been listening to another fabulous program on Angel Heart Radio. Our goal is to remind you of how much you matter in the world and to let you know that we appreciate who you are in the world. You can check out who's on, when we're on, and who our guests are at angelheartradio.com. Everything is there. It's all just one click away. Angel Heart Radio programs are powerful tools to help you in your life and your life experience. They are not intended, nor should they, be used to replace your medical or legal advice. The views expressed by hosts, co-hosts, callers, guests and associates should not be construed as advice from Angel Heart Radio.